following podcast may contain some adult language. You've been warned. Welcome to Finding the Narrative, a Genesis RPG podcast. This is a show dedicated to the Genesis role-playing system created by Fantasy Flight Games and produced by Edge Studios. A show in which we, your hosts, discuss all things Genesis from both a player's and a GM's perspective. I am Tony Fanning, and with me as always are my good friends and co-hosts, Chris Holmes, Stephen Dragonspawn. Homie, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. I cooked egg, all right, man. Cooked, uh, cooked some meat for you. Oh. Put it in a vacuum sealed that shit, freezing it. Gonna be bringing it I to you in a week and a half. I've on my never way said to this before Boston. in my life. Yeah, can't I can't wait. wait to see my best friend's meat. Awesome. <laughs> well, to smell it, to taste it, <laughs> to cook it. Anyways, <laughs> I know. Put it in your mouth. Every, I mean, we got we got we got brisket. We're gonna have some pulled pork. We're gonna have some oh. ribs, rib meat. Yeah. Anyways. And when you stop by Kalamazoo here in a, in a couple yeah. weeks, you will be treated to the wonder that is the One Well Brewing Company, because that's where we're going to go to dinner. Sweet. My treat, by the way. My treat. Oh. Yeah, um, convince my wife of that. But anyhow. Oh, I will. Don't worry. I'll, I'll be sneaky. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, doing pretty good. Oh, had my buddy Kyle run um, some, sh- some sh- Genesis for us in Roll20, actually, Saturday night. Um, the Shadowrun stuff so he had some maps and stuff all figured out in there it worked it worked pretty good i think we kind of worked through some of it and um it's pretty fun man pretty fun and uh how you doing stefan you're on location again tonight yes i'm on location in beautiful downtown bloomfield mm-hmm. ontario nice. <laughs> with the crickets in the background mm-hmm. i hear them oh, yep <laughs> <laughs> and uh no i'm doing good uh We've got the new puppy. We're doing. There's oh, progress yeah. there. He's about. Uh, you know, we've had him for about almost three and a half weeks. Progress is made. Uh, and then, mm-hmm. in other more role playing uh, type news, I finally finished working on a good portion of my adaptation for Dragon Star, which is, was a fantasy fight game setting for D and D three point five. And uh, adapting it to Genesis. So I've done it. Tony, uh, as well as a few others. Tony, thank you, by the way, uh, for some proofreading. So I did the corrections uh, and modified. Hey, every little bit helps. <laughs> as well as you guys participated in supplying me with uh, a couple of interesting, very interesting NPCs to go in the adversary section. Yep. And that actual right. play was pretty fun, dude. Yeah. Yep. Good. And, good. uh, so yeah, so I, I put it up there on a Dropbox folder, and the link is in the Fantasy Flight Game Forum on our Twitter feed for Fantasy, well, on my personal Twitter feed, but you can find the link on our uh, Finding the Narrative Twitter uh, account as well. I'll on throw Facebook. it in the show notes. You know what? I'll throw it in the and, show notes. Send, me, send, okay, it, cool. send it to me later, yeah. or I'll and, find it. And the link is also in MeWe as well on our MeWe page. So it's all over there. So uh, some people have already made some comments. Check it out if you want. I mean... Uh, Saying the fuck? No. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I included the, uh, the the galaxy map and a uh, little table of equipment 
So uh, I've adapted a little bit to it. And uh, cool. yeah. How you doing, Tony? I'm very happy with that. So yeah, oh, Tony, what about you? Well, I'm doing great. I got yeah, myself are. a bit of a buzz. I just got... <laughs> I got uh, home a little bit ago from one well and continued my drinking when I got home. Um, I only had two at the bar. Okay. Um, <clears throat> with my dinner. Um, so no drinking and driving here. Uh, but anyhow. What are, you drinking? Yeah, what are no, you drinking right now? I am drinking a Dr. Butters. Awesome. So it is, uh, we'll have to put that on the Diet menu. Dr. Pepper. Um, right. Peanut butter whiskey and um, some butterscotch schnapps. Say that three times, so, five times, real fast. I have I, an epsilon sour, refuse. by the way, um, in honor of our episode tonight, which is what Tony. Uh, we are going to be revisiting the world of tales of the epsilon eclipse that we haven't <laughs> been to in a while. Uh, Naughty Crips. Um, that's the that's the um, this is going to be the gangster one. version. Gangster version. <laughs> Tony's <laughs> not drunk or anything. Everybody. Um, He's fine. And uh, the name of our episode, episode 64, Pay Your Tab, yeah. in which we will be investigating how to incorporate uh, the obligation mechanic from Star Wars Edge of the Empire and reskin it for Genesis to be a tab system for our uh, for our game. Nice. Our setting. All right. Well, then. Well, let's get, let's get into it. And we boost the signal next, right? Got a few? Yeah. Get on with it! Alright, so we are boosting the signal now where Sharon... Where Sharon... Hang on. Where Stefan... Not Sharon is Sharon. It's Stefan is sharing... (laughs) All the hot <laughs> Genesis news out on the foundry and review some products. Um, what do you got for us today, tonight? All right. Well, thank you for that wonderful introduction. I think Sharon is your drag name, or at least, at least it will be from now Yours? on. Yours? Do you have oh, yeah. another twin sister? Do you have a second no, no, twin no. sister? <laughs> no, no, no. No, I've already got my uh, my drag name, so. <laughs> no, um but yes, I do. Uh, I did have a few things that uh, are new on the foundry. So I got a, three of them uh, that came out recently. The first one is uh, a nice supplement for the Android Shadow of the Beanstalk setting uh, called Cybernetics and Gmod by by Lee Ironside. Nice. So with, in these pages, you'll find even more stats and descriptions of cybernetics and gmod implants and the the rules to go with them and i know that that's one of the things tony was sort of of bemoaning when we reviewed androids like there's not enough there's a few good pieces but there's not enough so there's more in this book daddy needs more exactly (laughs) i need my mods Come on. So that's available for $4.99 USD. The link in the show notes as well. And then we've got something more generic uh, called the Genesis Toolset by Madman Games. Uh, so this is uh, more, uh, more advantages and threats uh, in, a, in a handy tables 
that uh, don't have the name of the person, but they use at their table that they expanded on what's already existing for the Genesis Core uh, book. More, so, ways, uh, more ways to spend your advantages and threats. Exactly. Cool. Not yeah. So and in a nifty table, so he says, so you don't have to sometimes in, invent it on the fly, or at least yeah. uh, have a be uh, be standardized or uh, consistent. So that's also available four dollars uh, for you or for that, and you can. It's agnostic. It can be used for all, all types of settings, and it includes also for, uh, for triumphs and despairs as well. Cool. Very nice. And finally, we've got uh, from the series called Boost. Uh, they're coming up with their third uh, edition of their Boost uh, supplements called the Deep Dive. This time called uh, community by community project that's their name the name of their uh, organization and they're offering it for free and so anything to do with the deep ocean oh so you if you have a setting that or even a, a short story arc or adventure that happens to be set in, in, under the waves this can help you've got lots of equipment uh, vehicle uh, some adversaries uh, even a little micro-adventure that he includes in there. So whoever you are, community project, community at large, thank you very much. Nice. So you can check the, those out. So uh, we hope that this little segment has boosted the signal enough uh, to put uh, some uh, some dollars into your pockets, even if it's, if it's for free, or at least putting you a bit more on the radar for others to check check it out. And that's it for boosting the signal today. Excellent. Well done, buddy. All right. So next segment is our slightly modified Books of Genesis. This is where we normally break down a section of one of the books of Genesis bit by bit. And this time we're focusing on adding an element from the Star Wars Edge of the Empire RPG to our uh, our own custom setting, Tales of the Epsilon Eclipse, Clips, Clips. Ha, ha, ha. There we go. <laughs> so if you have it, uh, open the page of your uh, book of Edge of the Empire to page 38 and uh, follow along. With the bouncing balls. Uh, ball. <laughs> <laughs> so, what we decided when we were creating our setting was that we were going to incorporate an element of the Edge of the Empire system that personally is my favorite uh, part of the Edge of the Empire. They kind of did it in Shadow of the Beanstalk um, by kind of incorporating one element of it. And that is the obligation mechanic. Mm-hmm. So, homie, what is obligation? Well, think of it as something your character would um, kind of con- concerns them, could concern them, could come up in a session, can think about, could be a debt they might owe, Um there could be a bounty out on them, but it's just something more than anything narratively that is um, something that your character 
has in the back of their mind maybe something they're running from, maybe there's some they're running towards. Um, that could be used um, in a lot of different ways and can really bring in neat stories, to be honest. You know, some story arcs. Well, how do we will. incorporate that? What element? I mean, we have a name for it in our setting. Yes. We're going to call um, it, we're going to call it your bar tab. So it's what right. you owe. It's basically what you owe the bar. It's what you owe the <laughs> Epsilon Eclipse, right? Yeah. Well, no way. it's your personal tab. It's yeah. what you keep, what keeps tabs mm-hmm. on you. Yep. What you're keeping tab on yourself. I like to think of it as if your motivations are what get you out the door. If those are the things that keep you adventuring or make you an adventurer, right? Mm-hmm. Your, your bar tab, or your obligation, as it's formerly known, is going to be what's keeping you an adventurer. Cool. What's keeping you away from quitting adventuring and going home? Hey, I made a bunch of money. I should quit. Go home. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I got this other thing I got to deal with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because all this money that I made, I have to pay back. <laughs> yeah. Or, or any, anything that, that really puts pressure on your mm-hmm. character more than anything because there's a mechanic that kind of that we'll get into that kind of is tied to it um so stefan mm-hmm. what does a bar tab consist of what do you mean consist of oh yeah sorry <laughs> well of two parts mm-hmm. right well it it has of course you know uh a title and of course with that title comes in a narrative description because just saying oath is is vague so that's one the first part and then there's the uh, more mechanical numeric value how which represents how big the obligation or bar tab is yep yep it's a magnitude like you call it a magnitude if you will yeah like i say i have a black and brown ignorant dickhound that lives in my kitchen (laughs) <laughs> and eats linoleum. That don't is the about, narrative description. Don't talk about Sean that way. Come on, man. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about my son. I'm talking about my fur child, Odin. Know. His title would be Odin. That description would be the narrative description. And his numeric value would be 130 pounds with an exclamation <laughs> point. Um, but anyhow... Well, that's, no, your, yeah. that's your bar tab. You have to keep him in the lifestyle that he's grown accustomed to. Yeah, I got to keep exactly. buying him new linoleum to eat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Different flavors every month. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, gosh. Nice. Um, but anyhow, so in, the way you do this in um, Edge of the Empire is you determine either mm-hmm. randomly or by choosing mm-hmm. what yep. your which one of these aspects of an obligation you're going to do. So in our case for bar tab, mm-hmm. I've just copied the table, but incorporated it into our setting. Right. So right. let's go through the table kind of step by step a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Um, and this, the is, table, this is, this is what will, what you'll be creating. This is one of, this is like the first step of character creation. This is before right. you choose what your, what your um, archetype is going to be or what your career is going to be. This right. is, You're you going to have, have a character concept. concept. Yeah, you'll have a concept, and then this will come next. Right, and you can have an idea in your concept of what you want your 
archetype and career to be. Absolutely. Because those are very much descriptors, Mm -hmm. but you haven't even written any of that stuff down on your character sheet. Exactly. So you'll have your You're going to do this first. So the first part, so the first type of bar tab, which is fairly um, appropriate, is addiction. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, You can be alcoholic. You just like it. It can be. It can be. You You could be be a gambling addict. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. You really? could have a drug addiction mm-hmm. for a rare drug that you can only get from going to a bar that hops between worlds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You might be a you might be a you might just be a you know a sticky fingered thief that just yes. likes to break the law and steal shit. Yeah, you know yep. you're just addicted to the rush of it, maybe the excitement of it. That's it. Oh, shiny mine. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Yep. Now, basically, the, the important part of this particular obligation is that there's an immediate result when you don't deal with it. Mm-hmm. When it comes up and you don't deal with it, there's an immediate result, and that is withdrawals. Mm-hmm. Um, your character's going to have withdrawals, and the exact nature could depend on the addiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the character will find it increasingly difficult to concentrate on even mundane, mundane tasks until they've gotten their fix of whatever it is. Maybe you maybe you got a need for speed. Your yes. speed at it. Mm-hmm. And um you, gotta get you have to your speeder or whatever. Or on you got to race somebody. <laughs> you got to steal a car to race somebody. Just yep. got to yep. do it. That's right. <laughs> or you got to get on your horse and just ride. <laughs> right? But mechanically, yeah. this um this difficulty will come in the form of anywhere between like one setback die to maybe three setback dice, you know, where you would add to to to, to skill checks. We're yeah. trying to resist your urges, right? Now it could be a great narrative aspect, and it should be handled with some, as anything in this particular setting should be handled with some adult mindsets. Mm-hmm. Is that if you're going to have a character who is a drug addict? handle that drug addiction with a bit of an adult mindset and understand that it, it's not always a, a funny thing, no. but it can right. be a funny thing. We have, particularly in one of my other games, we have someone who has a drug addiction, and he he goes with the positive aspects of being able to be like super hopped up on speed as well as the negatives. He will yeah. freaking flop out in the middle of combat. <laughs> yeah, he will. Yeah, he will. And and these and these are this is this is like, you know, one of those like touchy subjects as um Tony yeah. was saying, but this is the stuff you talk about in session 0, you know, when you're creating a characters, hey, is this uh theme okay with everybody or whatever? Um most assuredly, if someone has a problem with you using this one, just avoid it. Yeah. Roll exactly. over, roll, re-roll when you come across it randomly. Exactly. If people at the table really can't and explore that subject in the role-playing setting or don't want to, that's yeah. a conversation you have before you play. And yep. then yeah. if they don't want to and you and you, you want to respect that, avoid it. Yep. Well, that's it. It's like handling a situation or a scene where two characters are getting you know attracted to each other. You can gloss it over. It's like, okay. <laughs> You know, fade the screen, next day or an hour later, you're smoking a cigarette, done. Some people just like that. Some people go into the full descriptions. All right, well, whatever's more comfortable at your table. To each their own. Exactly, exactly. What's next? Stefan, what do you have next? 
Betrayal! Betrayal most foul! <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, yeah, but this one uh, can handle, like they say, it can be in two ways it can be handled. Either uh, the the target the character is the target of a deep and uh, personal betrayal, or the character is the one who betrayed the other party. Yeah, that's a spell. So work out, yeah, work out how that uh, that happened, with whom, uh, or maybe an organization, uh, depending on the maybe the severity how uh, how big the betrayal was. Yep. Yeah, fleshing these out is a great yeah. way to tie flushing them out, fleshing them out, is a great way to tie your characters together. Um, Someone that you may have betrayed in the past, maybe one of the other characters owes a debt to. Or, the key is, though, not to tie them together in a way that you're tied to the other players. You don't want another, your betrayal to be that of your party in the past. No, Unless you and your GM think that's fun Mm -hmm. and cool, generally you should avoid having your bar tab be to another player right um but, but two characters yeah. could have this betrayal um bar tab type but they they could be completely separate as in maybe one is the um the one who did the betraying or the other one is the betrayee who was betrayed you know so they can you can still have the same type just completely separate or, or different if you will so that's okay yeah Correct. sometimes it could be just Mildly, one one person betrayed a, a certain person or a small organization. The other other player has a debt to that same person. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Next, we have blackmail. Someone mm-hmm. has discovered one of the PC's dirty secrets and is using that knowledge for some sort of gain. So that means you're kind of going to have dirty secrets. And you and your GM are going to have to flush, you know, flesh that out. And every single one of these requires that you and your GM talk and your player and your party in a session zero, talk it through a little bit. Uh, if you want to do it one-on-one with just the GM, that's cool. Pull them aside. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, I want to do this. Um, but blackmail is that the, the to, to make matters worse, the blackmailer possesses evidence that could mm-hmm. possibly leak out, whether it's um, bank records or video or a weapon used in a crime, so on. But it's something drastic, something horrible that your character doesn't want to come to light that happened mm. in the past. It could be something that they were falsely framed for. could be true. Yep. It doesn't matter. The important thing is, is that somebody knows about it, and they're using it against you. Yep. yep. To either get What's next, like, homie? favors or money. Okay, well, next would be a bounty. So, for whatever reason, your character has a price on his head, or her head, or its head. Okay? Or heads. In the f- form of some sort of legal warrant, you know, with like a bounty hunting organization or whatever. Um, or, maybe it's a or criminal, criminal contract. It could be a criminal contract. That's right. That's, hey, we need to get his, we need to, somebody's out to get you. Um, yeah. Maybe it's somebody who felt his honor was violated in some way. But again, again, this is something that puts pressure on your character, always has the back of his mind. Um, and then talk it over. What did they do to deserve this bounty? Or what didn't they do? Were they, were they framed for it? 
Well, so, it. there's uh, a bounty. Sometimes it doesn't matter. It's like, yeah, what, why is that yeah. guy in the corner of the bar looking at mm-hmm. me? Is he looking to collect on that bounty? Yeah, I, I pulled I pulled the obligation mechanic into the Shadowrun game that I'm playing, and one of the guys created a bounty where a Go Gang set him up. Somebody set him up in a Go Gang. Now he's just got a bo- bo- uh, a bounty on him that's worth like a million dollars <laughs> on him. So, you know, it's those things that are cools. So what's next? Uh, then we've got uh, criminal. <laughs> so basically, your character is a, has a criminal record. Or was accused of a crime. Uh, maybe he didn't commit it, just a bit like, like the bounty. Uh, but somehow, he still has legal troubles because of it. Yep. So this could be settled by either paying uh, some legal costs, or you know, bury evidence, or find a way to prove his innocence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Um, it wasn't then- me. It was the one-armed man. gotta prove yourself innocent next is debt debt is an easy one to deal with uh character owes someone a great deal it may not even be a monetary sum could be a favor an unlimited number of favors yeah it could be one of those where you owe a debt to a crime lord so severe that he will give you an impossible task to complete and then if you complete it you can then retire that's right yeah and watch out for your fucking dog because they're gonna come kill him. <laughs> all right <laughs> oh sorry I'm in, a, I'm, in a, I'm in another genre i think <laughs> i was leading you there buddy i hear um, you i got you great minds think alike no but the the <laughs> debt the character who owes a debt this debt should be substantial okay mm-hmm. this isn't something they could pay off with the 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 monies from a single job. You want this debt to be high. Yeah, it's not uh, just if, a cup of coffee. Right. <laughs> um, whether it's gambling debts, um, maybe you borrowed money to buy a uh, something really nice, like a s- cyber suit or you know a cyber sneak suit or whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever works for you. Yeah, vehicle of some kind. Uh, does not matter. It's what matters is who you owe the debt to. Yeah. And that should definitely be an NPC that the GM puts some stats to at some point. Yeah. Because he might have to get rid of that debt in some way or another, not just by paying it off. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so this next Yeah, so the next one can be confused with yet another one on this table. I'm talking about duty bound is an is an is an obligation, a uh, bar tab type. Though there's also, mm-hmm. and I'm going to mention the other one, which we could talk. Maybe we'll talk about both of these together because they're fairly similar, but there's a slight difference between them. The other one mm-hmm. is an oath. Now the difference between being duty bound and taking an oath is being duty bound you are basically legally tied or ritualistically bind, bound to like an organization's duty like if you're in the military there are duties you know you have to go by certain codes follow the rules in such a way and you're a contractor you're, you're been contractor. contracted to mm-hmm. build a um, a psychic construct for someone there you go yeah you have to fulfill mm-hmm. that now yeah, on the, guild or... And now on the flip side, an oath is a 
personal um, oath you're taking that shapes your views and your actions in the world. Um, your your moral, they say, the, a moral view of the world um, could be an oath to a deity or an oath to an oblig, uh, oath to an organization, like taking the oath of the Sequoia, maybe. Um, <laughs> bum, bum, bum. The, but whatever. The key thing yeah. about the key thing about the difference between duty bound for a GM and oath is, as duty bound, you're putting someone in opposite. When you when you incorporate it into the adventure, you're putting someone in opposite an opposition to an organization or the ideals of or that contract that they're doing. Right. And the other is you're putting someone in a moral conundrum versus their own personal oath system. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Okay. So next What's one. next, Stefan? Next is family. Very important. Character has deep yep. ties to their, their own family, and that requires, of course, time and attention to uh, take care of. So this could be providing some care for siblings or parents, uh, uh, managing inheritance, uh, some fa- family business, or just you know between squabbling members uh, of the family trying to settle uh, that dispute. So the the family things can come up as they sometimes do. You know? <laughs> and I think yes, the key thing with do. that is to have, and, and it, what helps me if family comes up for one of my characters is to make that family large and have, give them some sort of power over you and, and that mm. they have to call on you for help from them. Whether it's, whether it's, you're the one guy who can convince cousin Joe to, to not juggle chainsaws in front of a yeah. crowd blindfolded <laughs> or whether you're the, you know, whether you're the one that everybody in the family calls when they need a friend because you have the you have an ear and you're yeah. constantly stressed out by your family calling you whatever that element is it's large number of people that are reliant on you for something yep yeah 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 cousin billy bob went through another portal and you have to go and get him yeah <laughs> <laughs> again again right. <laughs> that's right so the next one is an entire mechanic for Shadow of the Beatstock, but in this, it's one teensy element, and that is the favor. Uh, your character has yep. deep ties um, to um, someone. Um, you, perhaps they're officials who look the other way while you smuggled something, or you're a friend that you got out of prison, or um, doesn't matter. Your favors just keep stacking up. You owe someone, and yep. you owe them big. Um, mm-hmm. um, whether, you know, you got that, that one friend who he saved your life so many times you can't count and he needs your help. Yeah. And you just have to say yes. <laughs> yeah. Because you owe him. That's right. <laughs> owe him a favor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now this right. next one. Um, the next one, Stefan, you could take it. Cause I actually took two. I took yeah, Duty Bound and Oath. Oath is next. Oath is technically next, and we went into right. that. So, Stefan, why, yeah. why don't you take it after Oath? All right. The Obsession. So, your player character has an unhealthy obsession that, of course, tends to interfere with his life, whether it's, uh, say, a celebrity, uh, political movement, cultural icon, you know, has to keep up to date with social media. 
Nice. <laughs> or he has to, uh, yeah. So he, he has to pursue this, or else, you know, almost like, almost like an uh, an addiction, but less physically severe. But still, it you have to uh, to satisfy it, you know, or else his health, his finances uh, don't don't go well. Like if you're say the kind of guy who can't get more than three sessions of role playing in a week, and you slip into a deep depression. Yeah, um, you may have an obsession. What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that might be me. <laughs> what do you man, mean I'll I tell can't you, man, game I, every two days? <laughs> that's right. I think Daryl and I might have it bad. I'm pretty sure. We'll yeah. That obsession. Yeah, you're codependent on each other too. Our, our so, game, yeah. you know, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but obsession Where? tends to tends to get um, uh, get along. This person with this uh, obsession tends to get along really well with others who share this interest. Now I had, (laughs) I had, and that's funny, but um, I had in one of my star Wars games, two players who rolled this obsession. And so they actually took the entire group down the path of their obsession because two players rolled it and they chose the same one. And that was my, my two sons. Um, One was playing a outlaw mechanic tech Okay. And the other was playing a big game hunter, mm-hmm. and they were so obsessed with creating a big big game hunting holographic TV oh. show. Awesome. <laughs> that they created this holographic big game TV show, and it became all consuming for the entire campaign for the other players too. They just sucked <laughs> everyone in. That's and, great. and they created this holographic TV show called Let's Get Dangerous. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> where great. they would proceed one would proceed to film the other hunting big game across the galaxy. Oh, um, <laughs> that's so awesome. that's a great one for two players if you roll it together or if one rolls it and the other wants to choose it and you want to be buddies and have the same yeah mm-hmm. shtick. Right, obsession is a great one to do as a pair. Right, well, so they do. They do mention that you know they get along well with someone else who shares that same interest. So, yeah, yeah, that's good. That's pretty good. That's pretty fun. When two people say, "Oh, you're you're obsessed with the Marvel Cinematic Universe." Okay, cool. Let's talk about all the nuances. <laughs> Whereas other people are going, "What the hell are they talking?" I know it's English, but I have no idea what they're saying. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so the last one is responsibility. Your character uh, has a responsibility bar tap, which feels like a strong sense of accountability or relationship to a person, place, or thing. This could be a strong connection to a mentor or a strong desire to care for orphans in a given location. Like, you know, um, you're a couple of brothers who were raised by a Catholic orphanage and you just feel indebted to them. So you're going to go... do gigs across the galaxy while trying to figure out how to make money to save Sister Mary's orphanage. Um, (laughs) AKA the Blues Brothers. Um, There's that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, You could have a, and this kind of ties in with family, you could have a child with this, Mm -hmm. with a responsibility, a child or a very demanding pet that requires (laughs) your constant attention. Yeah, um, this kind of fits into the responsibility. Maybe it's an elderly person that you are responsible for taking care of. Um, all great, you know. 
I th- I can think of you know a, I had a character when I first started playing Star Wars. I had a character. Um, his uncle was an alcoholic, and um, he dragged him with him on various. Man was elderly. He dragged him with him onto the starship and onto various missions to keep him from getting in trouble. <laughs> nice. And he was my responsibility. Everybody was like, "Hey, he's yours. You take care of him." And re- he came up quite a bit. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> but this is all on a table, mm-hmm. so yep. this all goes together on a table. And each one of these gets a percentile value. And if you roll randomly, each one of these is eight percent. Uh, taking us all the way from 0, 1 to 96%. Um, and then the last 4%, which is 97 to double zeros on percentile dice, is this on this chart is roll twice. And then your starting bar tab will be split between two different ones. Yeah, mm-hmm. two so different origins. If you're, right? different if you're choosing, that's all your choices. If you're rolling random, this last choice is um, possible. <laughs> is possible, and I'll describe how to divide those values up in a moment. Yep. So, yeah, burgers. Yeah, and nice. speaking of dividing, um, we did talk. So those, so those are the titles, and mm-hmm. the narr- and the narrative. That was like kind of part one. The part two would be the magnitude, or I guess our our bar tab, the value of your tab. You know, what do you owe? What do yeah. you owe? Right. So there's right. a table. What is the value? Mm-hmm. And there is a table. Yep. On page, um, oh, I don't know what page that is. Page uh, 40. Thir- 40 of the uh, Edge of the Empire book, there's this table 2-2, which we'll put that table into our setting document, a, a similar table. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is your starting obligation, or in our case, starting bar tab. And that not that varies uh, the that magnitude varies based on the number of PCs in your party. Yep. So overall number of PCs in the total party will determine whether that starts higher or lower for each yeah. for each character for, per player. Each, yeah. Right. Yeah. So so, so if you, if you have, two, have yeah so if you have two PCs, um, each player character will start with a magnitude of twenty. For a total party obligation of forty, okay. Yeah. Starting. Starting. Yeah. Base. Starting. Yeah. Starting yeah. base. Mm-hmm. What's and next? if you have a party of four, then it's ten each. Yep. And party. You still get your base of forty. Yep. Party of party four of three or five. is fifteen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Party of four or five is ten. Party yep. of six plus is only five. Correct. Because, like you said, Tony, you can actually increase your obligation, your bar tab to start with, yep. and get more stuffs. And what was that? And what is that? What would that be? Well, so let's go ahead, Tony. Uh, there, it's done one of three ways, and mm-hmm. uh, we can each go into each one. But it, um, the first choice is option one. You can increase your bar tab. By plus five and gain either five starting XP or 500 starting credits. Cool. That's option one. Mm-hmm. Option two is that you can increase your bar tab by 10 and 
then you gain either 10 starting XP or 1,500 starting credits. You can buy more stuff. And then you can, then option three is increasing your bar tab by 10. You could gain both plus five experience points starting XP and 500 starting credits. Now, this is where I need to note, this is starting XP. Yep. So that means it go it can go into expending on your character's um, uh, characteristics, characteristics, characteristics mm-hmm. and it can also go into uh, it also can't be spent to raise any skills over the second rank. Exactly. No, no, that's still, the limit is still two ranks. Yep. And then the final thing is you can never raise your bar tab by more than double what it is at start. So if you have six plus um, characters in your group, everyone may only do option one. Yep. So that is they may only, they start with five XP or five obligate or gosh darn it, five bar tab. They start with a five magnitude bar tab, five value. They may increase it by five to either gain five additional XP or 500 starting credits. Yeah. Yep. yeah that's it. So, the, so their base uh, starting obligation, well, starting relations is now 10 per player. So, how does this work? I mean, we've talked about what it is. Yep. But how is it incorporated in the game? What is it to the GM? What is it to the players? I'll well, you guys start. Have, yeah, you guys no, have ahead, uh, played around, played around with obligation a lot more as yep. a GM, so you have more experience. For me, I've only dealt with it as a as a player, as a player. right? But as a but you guys as GM have worked behind the scenes. Yeah. Well, so Tony, go what ahead. Is, yeah. So Tony, what is the first thing? So now that all of my players have obligations set up and magnitudes set up, values their bar say, tab for their bar tab. Yeah, for their bar tab. Um, what do you do as a GM? Next, what's the first thing you would do? Well, first thing you do as a GM is you help flesh them all out. Right. Once you have them fleshed and you have a fleshed out and you have their values, mm-hmm. then you're going to make a chart. Yep. That chart is a percentile chart that you're going to roll at the beginning of every session. Yep. So you're going to take first player who doesn't have to be I put the names in alphabetical order, go left, right around the table when you actually can play face-to-face again. Um, (laughs) Or in the case of me, I just randomly look up on Skype and go, okay, that guy, you're first. Um, And then I go around the the pictures, um, so to speak, from there. Um, You're going to put in their name, their, um, their player name, character name, whichever you prefer. I put both. Yep. Um, you're going to put in their type of bar tab, what it is mm-hmm. um, that it is. You don't have to put the full description down, just the one word description. It's an, a debt. It's a responsibility. It's an obsession. doesn't matter. Just put that down. That's to give you a clue um, to remind you. And then the next thing you're going to do is you're going to put that value down as a percentage block. Right. So if, well, let's say... We have five players in our group, 
and none of them opted to buy additional. So all five players started at 10. Yep. Therefore, player one is going to be 0, 1 through 10. Correct? Yep. No. They're going to be 0, 1 through 9, right? Nope. 0, 1 through 10. That's right. Because you want and 10. Then the, <laughs> yes, I'm just messing with you. I knew exactly how this works. Um, yeah. Then the second player is going to be 11 through 20. Third player, 21 through 30, and so on, all the way up to the maximum value of 50. Right. Yeah. And that creates your percentile dice table for it. Mm-hmm. And that gives when you I read your the obligation. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying that 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 gives you your group obligation value. So you add up however what the, everybody's magnitude is, you get a value there. And then um and then at the beginning of the session, you'll roll a uh, percentile die and if that percentile die is greater than the group's obligation, the sorry, bar the, bar, the bar tab, sorry, I need to keep using bar tab. <laughs> um greater than the bar tab value of the group, then somebody's bar tab will not come up. But if it's lower than that value, then you look in your table to see whose specific bar tab is going to come up in this session, whether it's narratively or or something else. So, and what were you going to say, Stefan? I'm sorry. Well, that's okay. I was I when I read up uh, the obligation in the Edge of the Empire book, I think I read that the if there's one player who has a higher uh, starting obligation or starting an obligation total, they start off at the top of the table. So that's what that's the one that starts at one to if one of them has a fifteen, they start with one to fifteen, and then then those who have less ten or five are added afterwards until yeah. However you want to do it, it's all it's all random anyway. That's right. They that's just recommend a, the team. That's a suggestion for a, suggestion. a good way right. to start it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. All right. All right. Yeah. As long as you yep. capture that extra value, as long as you have it on there somewhere, you're good. Right. You're good to go. Right. With it. So. Once you have that group threshold, mm-hmm. um, and you the check is going to be made at the beginning of every session to see if one comes up. If none comes up, GM, continue your session as normal. You just continue it. Players, you continue as normal. Nothing happened. No mm-hmm. one's bar tab is weighing on anyone. Right. However... If player three, let's say, let's use an example, uh, player three in my group happens to be Stefan. Stefan, if your bar tap comes up, for your character, what that means, and for the group, what that means, for, for your character, you're going to reduce your strain threshold by two. Right. That is a representation of the stress that your bar tab is having on you specifically. Yeah. The group is going to reduce their strain threshold, the rest of the group, by one. That's right. Because you're complaining about it, because you're complaining about it, or... Yeah, uh, we have to we have to go this way. Now we got to go satisfy that. Yeah. We got to look after you now a little more. <laughs> oh, great. Uncle or, or Carlos got drunk and passed out again in our freaking uh, <laughs> room and pissed 
everywhere. Now we all have to clean it up. Everybody's stressed. And the person yeah. whose responsibility is Uncle Carlos, well, right. yeah, now they're feeling it double. That's it. <laughs> exactly. And this, this is an interesting nuance. You actually reduce your strain threshold. That means you cannot recover that strain with advantage later in the game. Correct. Correct. Yeah, your threshold is just reduced by two or one. That's yeah. two or one. That's it. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, and you don't get, don't don't get to recover it until the session is over, and then your threshold goes back to normal. And this is something it, that I completely forgot about. When you yeah, do make that, when you do, you're seeing it too, right? When you when yeah. you do make that bar tab roll, GM, hope for doubles. Because <laughs> if you right. roll an if eleven roll, or a twenty-two, yeah, what happens, Tony? If you roll double, if you roll double digits, those decreased thresholds are doubled. <laughs> mm-hmm. So for the player in question, if their bar tab came up. They are decreasing their strain threshold by four. Holy crap. And yeah. the party is decreasing their strain threshold by two. You do yeah, know so that un- you, you do know that Mass's strain threshold is like nine in our Star Wars <laughs> game, so if his pops and doubles, fuck he only's gonna have five strain. Oh yeah. And I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna make sure that happens on a session where it's nothing but social combat. Oh, my God. <laughs> just so out. Uncle Carlos, right, I'm out. Fuck you guys. I'm done. So Uncle, <laughs> Uncle Carlos didn't just, you know, thrash the room. He invented, invited some buddies, and they really laid into it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Our room is filled with hobos. What the hell? Yep. And they're spackling it's, it's all the hang- over the place. It's the hangover cranked up to 11. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, so that could get kind of harsh, but mechanically speaking... It's it's harsh, but narratively speaking, ah. it could be so much fun. It could be so yeah. much that's fun. the part that where this comes in and why I why most GMs love it and why a ton of players love it. Yeah. Because GMs or me you are going to take that element of their bar tab, whether it's that responsibility or that addiction or that debt. And you're going to incorporate it to be a part, if not the entire theme of that particular adventure. That particular session is going to it's going to come into play. Somehow. Yeah. Um, you don't have to do this every time. Sometimes maybe you just you had so much planned for the session you don't have any room for it. That's right. fine. Yeah, it doesn't make sense for the enough. story. Yeah. Right. But if you roll or, them yeah, doubles, it doesn't make if you roll them doubles though. Make sure you do something special, I would oh, say. Incorporate yeah. it. It's <laughs> yeah. Incorporating the player's bar tab, a.k.a. obligation, into the session will have so many rewards. Number one, GM, it gives you a chance to really pick on an individual player character mm-hmm. and flesh that character out and make that character feel unique to your story and feel unique to that player. Then as yeah. players, it is a great way to get the spotlight. Yeah, yeah, yeah and tie and, them into the to the world, the campaign, mm-hmm. and to kind of if flesh out that backs that background or flesh out that that bar tab. What made your bar tab your bar tab? You know, and really if dig you're into like that character. Poor yeah. Stefan listening to Chris and I yammer and trying to get a word in edgewise mm-hmm. throughout an entire session, like he does on the show here. <laughs> 
and you <laughs> need to be the spotlight, that is your chance. You now have an entire session dedicated to your character. And everybody else, stand aside. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's okay. I, I know how sometimes once in a while hog the spotlight, right, Sandra? Oh yes, my <laughs> darling. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> yeah, she, she's here, Sandra. Well I didn't know we were gonna have a guest on today. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know where did she pop out of? Yeah. Oh, she's gone. And you know, and Oof. sometimes and sometimes I believe Tony, you've done this and I've I've done it too, is at the end of a session, I would roll yeah. obligation. Just to see if it, or sorry, I would roll my bar, the bar tab for the next session to see if it does pop or comes up and gives me that time to work it in because it's, and that's, it's something special. Yeah, that's yeah. a good idea to do. Yeah. It gives you some prep time to think about. I think how a to lot of GMs, uh, a lot of GMs of Star Wars have said that works best for long ongoing campaigns. Right. Mm-hmm. If you're doing a one shot or a small five, four, five session, two session adventure, Roll at night of incorporate it best you can. Right. Go with the flow, or yeah. or at least, or at least if you do, make some notes as to you know as you're prepping just a couple of sessions, whatever it might be. Have have a couple of elements ready. You know, hey, if this obligation pops up, hey, this could happen. Maybe this is a PC, a major PC that um, NPC that a uh, if somebody had a debt to. That's yeah. who they would have a debt to, or something, you know. Yeah, a bounty so. hunter shows up a little yeah. bit, and uh, yeah, yeah. Have have plan for having. If you're going to do that, plan for having multiple, if not all, of the uh, bar tabs pop, so to speak, right? As, uh, before you plan your session, or do like I do, which I do it regularly. Um, I run a weekly Star Wars campaign for these guys, Edge of the Empire, for uh, for our friends Jamie Pearson, uh, his friend, friend Blaine Wagner, uh, our friend of the show, Daryl, and Chris. I run for them weekly, and I roll the week before, yeah. which gives me an entire week to incorporate that um, obligation, or in this case, bar tab, into the next yeah. session. Right. And reduces and it reduces the, st- the strain threshold of the player too <laughs> for a week. It's like, wow, what's Tony going to do? Oh no! <laughs> well, or exactly. Gives them could. the chance. Like in the case of you know Jamie, he just is like, oh, oh I get to think of great ways to fuck everybody over, <laughs> <laughs> which is always a good thing. <laughs> so there's there's three more little elements to this that I want to get into. Yeah. Um, first of all, we kind of mentioned it. Yeah. And that is that the um, the bar tab as a threshold. So your threshold is the group's total number of bar tab all put together. Yep. So in the case of that five person party with each with ten bar tab, that number's fifty. Yeah, yeah, at least fifty. That threshold can be used by the GM as a kind of a barometer of who will deal with them yep. in social settings or can be used as a way to put setback dice into certain social encounters. Yep. If a if a group's bar tab is really low, people who are on the up and up in society, businessmen, um, law enforcement, um, legal officials, mm-hmm. uh, port authorities are going to be easier to deal with. 
yep. because they don't have a lot of hang-ups, so yep. to speak. You're not as infamous. You might be You're famous. You're not as infamous. Exactly. No, that's it. They have less less risk of being associated with you. Yeah, exactly. You know. However, <laughs> criminal organizations, seedier types, yeah. people who would, you know, want to do things on the outside of society, the the scoundrels, the, scoundrels, yeah. recluses, <laughs> they're going to have less to do with you. Yep. Um, and then inversely, with a high threshold, 80 plus, you know, your group is going to have a lot harder time dealing with those uppity, uppity, you know, paladin organizations and an easier time joining the local thieves guild. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, the paladin will go, uh, you're, you're, I'm sure you're accused of this crime just because you're around in this neighborhood. But no, I didn't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've heard about you. That's right. You, you run with these other chuckleheads. Yeah. Come with me. Right. So, yeah, so that's using abligation as a threshold, or sorry, your bar tab as a threshold. As a mm-hmm. What's next, homie? Well, it's using your bar tab as a resource. So um, that st- at the start, you can increase your bar tab to get those resources, whether it's more starting XP or more starting credits. But during the course of a campaign, you can take on more obligate or more. Uh, you can raise your bar tab bar even tab. more. Um, make you your take bar tab. Additional bar tabs have separate mm-hmm. ones. Separate ones. Yep, to gain that. You know, maybe you want that. Your lumberjack wants a nice, shiny, new, you know, chainsaw or <laughs> axe <laughs> or whatever or whatever. <laughs> um, you could probably take on and take on a bar tab to uh, owe somebody a favor, you know, if they make this chainsaw for you or find this chainsaw for you or something along those lines. Um, or the enchanted flannel armor. <laughs> GMs, well, well, the holy, great the way. flannel vestments. Yes, the flannel yes, vestments. Yes, the flannel vestments. <laughs> GMs, a great way to have the bar tab be a resource in play where you can kind of have it as a, a consequence for a failed group of checks, whether it be a skill challenge or be a like a social encounter. Your group is going in to talk to someone and if they <laughs> fail that social encounter, the consequence is they take in a new bar tab. One of the players must take on a new bar tab to owe that person a favor in order to move the adventure forward. That's right. Been yeah. there, done that. If you guys, if you listen to our last um, actual play, um, I believe my character took on a bar tab obligation um, during that social combat to come back and be a gladiator fight in one of the guy's fights for him. Yeah, that would it was be one, a, of the, one of the terms of the negotiation. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, a favor that you owed. Yep. 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 You agreed on a favor. There mm-hmm. we go. Yep, exactly. And the last little nuanced rule about it, Stefan? Is, it, what if it exceeds 100? <laughs> Build a 170-point percentile dice table right nope. yeah that's it yeah <laughs> i'll be again. i'll i'll be i'll work on that right away after the show <laughs> exactly <laughs> no no there's ways a little bit around that as well or how to how to play with it yeah 
so what happens if you do exceed that hundred? So your cap is a hundred. Right. If you exceed it, <laughs> your players, if their group threshold is above a hundred, they can't spend XP. Exactly. Because nope, someone's XP. is always going to come up. Right. Yep. And if it comes up, you give them the opportunity to reduce it. Yeah. Yep. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. When it comes up, you give them the opportunity to reduce it. Whether you're reducing it one, two, three, four, five points, it doesn't matter. The key is, though, the bottom cap is no player may reduce their bar tab below five. Yeah. Everyone says a minimum of five, and the groups has a maximum of 100. And if they exceed that 100, they can't spend XP. Mm-hmm. If your group exceeds 100, they will quickly start resolving their bar taps. Yes, <laughs> yes, they will. <laughs> exactly. yeah, because you can still dole out the XP. But oh, you yeah. give it all day long. Oh, yeah, you can. Oh, you know what, guys? You know, you actually earned 30. XP yeah. for this session. So, oh, too yeah. bad you can't spend it. <laughs> Some excellent role-playing opportunities that you had. So you, yeah, but yeah, no. But the talent you wanted. Nope. <laughs> if they successfully dealt with their, you know, they had through the whole session, their threshold came up, or their, I'm sorry, their threshold was their strain threshold was reduced. They dealt with. Uncle Carlos's bad yes. behavior through the whole episode, and they dealt with it like a saint. And they, you know, they were always kind and do- coddling to Uncle Carlos because they love him so dearly. And they were always heading off their friends to try and keep Uncle Carlos from pushing things into, you know, a fist fight between party members. Well, they want to stay in, in his will. That's why. <laughs> then that's right. you definitely will want to reduce that number that the player has. As long as it isn't going below five, reduce it some. You know, exactly. I have a rule of thumb, and that is, if the if someone comes up, I'm always going to reduce it by two or three points. Yeah, whatever, dude. Nice try. Mine came up. Hold and on. You increased it by five. <laughs> I Hold think, on. I think that's what. However, you did, right? <laughs> if they fail to deal with it, what? <laughs> if they fail to deal with it, or they yeah. ex. Like they make it worse, yeah. increase it by that much, <laughs> or double if it's you know appropriate. I couldn't and another it was dark. <laughs> I couldn't. Protect, <laughs> I couldn't protect that hut. <laughs> <laughs> you guys ended up getting in that particular session that you're bringing up. Your characters failed to protect the hut. And you ended up all going to the hospital afterwards. I'm just saying. Well, yeah. I mean, I took on more <laughs> debt because I had to pay for his fucking sled. Details, broke details. his like, hover sled. <laughs> it was my fault, apparently. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yes. Um, if you had su- been more successful, then I would have reduced your threshold. That yeah, time. but we failed. But that's a, that's failed. a prime example, Chris. Thanks for bringing it up. Oh, that's why I brought it up. <laughs> And it is, it's kind of arbitrary GMs, but reduce it by two or three points if they successfully dealt with the issue. If they didn't successfully, um, and they were like really bad at it in the case of my group here, tack on another five. If they were 
you know, if it was just something that just came up and they moderately dealt with it, don't touch it. Leave it alone. Yep. Sounds good. And I think I may include that in my Dragon Star uh, campaigns. Yeah. I use that. I mean, it's my favorite of the systems that the Star Wars RPG uses. It has yeah, three that it too. uses. It has um, Duty, which is it's fun, but it's not as fun. And not then it has the morality fun. system for the um, for the Jedi's. And yeah, while that destiny. is fun for Force users, it's not fun for anything else. It, no. it really doesn't yeah, seem much. to me to work well in any other group. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Now, here's a question for you. A little bit of a a little bit of a um, sidebar, if you will. Um, sidebar tab. What about what about changing obligations? Sorry, changing your bar tabs during a campaign. <clears throat> How do you handle well, that? That's a great one. That so I mean, sometimes they may morph. Sometimes it may be that you've earned enough money to pay off your debt. Yep. Morph that into something else. Now right. you have an obsession. With make with um, making enough money to unseat the guy that you owed that much money to, right? Or maybe you actually the reason why you have come into all that money is you screwed somebody over. <gasps> uh oh, that's a betrayal obligation, or, or morphs into your bar tab morphs into a betrayal of, on this other person. Yeah, exactly. It mm-hmm. If it works within role playing, you know, within narrative, even better. You know, yeah. Yeah. Maybe your responsibility of that family member who's been bothering the shit out of you now, um, you eventually had to put Uncle Carlos into a, uh, a a treatment center because his alcoholism was just so... Now you have a debt. Yes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> now yeah, it's yep. morphed into a debt. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, Uncle Carlos is safe. He's always safe. That, that facility is going to keep an eye on him all the time. Yeah. But now or you was- have this chewing debt. Of yep. his ever, ever living, you know, or it could be a responsibility too, like the responsibility of keeping up the payments. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, you were, we're, say, we're saying that it, it. we're saying that it was a responsibility, and it could and it morphs into it. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, but yeah, it morphs right. into a new responsibility. Here's That's a right. great one, Chris. Your character, Mass, and I hate to keep bringing up our our current group, but it's a perfect example. Your character has a responsibility. His responsibility is going to change. It sure will. Right now, he's responsible for a young, a young, um, what do you call it, uh, marauder, mercenary kid, of cousin his of his race, and that's going to be morphing into something else shortly. Nice. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, so that's cool. So, yeah, yeah, that's why it, I brought it up. It's too, a, so. It's a fluid system of incorporating that player character into the story, and if it yeah. if it isn't working for a particular player, or if it's organic for the story to do so, change it. Absolutely, yeah, yep. So it's a great it's a great narrative um, tool for the for the for the GM and the players to uh, tell a better story. To be yeah. honest, it, it really does. It really does tell better stories. This mechanic does. Yep. Now that I understand a bit more, uh, I do like it even more. So, do you have any other I'm questions? Do you using... have any questions about it, um, Stefan? Are there any p- parts of it that you're a little still fuzzy on that 
maybe some no. of our listeners might still be. Or are you kind of getting I don't know. it? Some, I do find that some of the obligations are very similar. Like we already mentioned we did. duty yep. bound and and du- oath. Duty bound or oath and oath. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And those you some can again again duty closed. bound and oath, you could think of duty bound. You are you, you are duty bound to an external organization. Right. An mm-hmm. oath, you are you were taking an oath more upon personal. yourself. It's more personal. It's more internal. Yeah. Um, and then a we have of one. honor or uh huh. Yeah. Now responsibility uh, and family. Those are very close because you can have a yeah. responsibility to a, a kin, a sister, a cousin, or wife and kids or something. That would be a family. But then other yeah. responsibilities, like Tony said, you know, maybe yeah, could be outside the family, but mm-hmm. still a very close friend. Uh, Yep, a buddy in the in the, in, the, in the police force or military that you know save your bacon and mm-hmm. uh, but that would be more of a of a favor, but still or a, a responsibility. Maybe he he, he lost his legs in the in battle. And now you feel responsible for him. That's right, Lieutenant Dan. Now you got to go help him cook yep. some shrimp. Yep. Addiction. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of wiggle room in some mm-hmm. of these. Like I know yeah. what you're saying, Stefan. That um, like for instance, I'm just going to use the example of debt, criminal, and bounty are so very closely intertied. They are. They are. You know, yeah. if you're if you're a criminal, maybe then you have a legal bounty. And that's those are great ways for you as a GM. If your players are continuously ignoring their obligate or their pet their tab, you know, they're just avoiding it at all costs and you want to increase it. Maybe that debt isn't increased. Maybe that debt uh, uh, debt tab they've got a debt tab and it's hit 15 mm-hmm. maybe next time they ignore their debt and they're like i ain't paying that guy a penny okay now they picked up an additional one for a bounty for right. five yeah now they did yeah, say in there I, I did read through mm-hmm. this it did say if you're if you're if your bar tab or i guess in this case reading for edge of the empire if your obligation hits three times and you haven't dealt with it you can increase that obligation. You can increase that magnitude by five. On yeah, it. that's so, what I thought I read at one point. I was trying to look yeah. for it. Or you could create a new so, one, like Tony said. More narratively speaking, it could be more of a bounty. You know, yeah. you pick up a five-point bounty. Got well, all that it. debt out. That I mean, yeah. let's use Han Solo the example. He yeah. had mm-hmm. debt. He talked about his debts. He had debts. He had he debts. He had debts. Mm-hmm. He ignored it uh-huh. for movie one. Yep. And most of movie two, mm-hmm. and Jabba had had enough. He yeah. <laughs> then it turned into a bounty, or it turned into yeah. a bounty. Actually, it didn't oh, turn into one. Too. It still, he still had the debt. He incorporated a second bar tab. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Probably a magnitude twenty, to be honest with you, because you're sending <laughs> yeah, Boba Fett, all of them. <laughs> well, I mean, with anything That's with Han Boba. Solo, dial that shit up to eleven. But oh, anyhow, to. yep. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, he also has a Wookiee, so he probably you know shares a little bit yep. of debt too. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, addiction and and obsession are very similar too. Those are they can be. Yeah, yeah those kind of yeah, but it's one of those things. It, it, session zero. The man, difference. Figure it out. The difference is between the two, though. Addiction is something that's going to cause you physical strain when you ignore it, mm-hmm. and an obsession is something that's going to cause you mental distress when you're not allowed to pursue it. Right. Right. Gotcha. What do you mean I can't work on my maps for my campaign? 
Exactly. What do you exactly. mean I can't write my novel? I've, I've been spending 16 weeks writing these memoirs. I'm almost done. Yeah. <laughs> well then. Well, okay. So I think right. I think we're I think we're good to kind of end our main so. segment here. Let's go yeah. into some. Um, we're gonna have a different advantageous threats this time, and a little bit. Let's 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 roll up some bar tabs, if you will. Mm-hmm. Hello, welcome to Advantage Threats. This is where we build, roll, and narrate some dice results on some random skill checks for our entertainment and hopefully for yours normally. normally. However, today... We're gonna shake, rattle, and roll, and we're gonna we're going to simulate the bar tab part of character creation for three sample character concepts. Yep. And I'm trying to find my percentile dice here. You know what? But uh, I'll, you know what? I think I'll go first because I'm actually gonna pick mine, and then you guys can roll yours. Roll. Okay. Now, Chris, you're gonna pick yours, but Stefan and I are gonna talk as the GMs. How we would incorporate that, yeah, and help you flesh it out. Sounds good to me. Okay, so I am making a Torakesh a moose or a Musatar lumberjack, <laughs> and you know what? I am going to be selecting the oath. I am taking an oath, and it's the oath of the Sequoia. If they stand behind you, protect them. If they stand beside you, respect them. If they stand against you, defeat them. And Cut them down. Yeah, and you know what? This one is going to be, this is what he's all about. And I would like to, incre- I would I would probably increase this as much as I could to maybe, so with, a, depending how many players. With three players, mm-hmm. yeah, with three players. Uh, everyone would start with uh, a, a rating of 15. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would make it pretty interesting if I make it up to a thirty for sure. And the problem with well, you this wouldn't have you wouldn't, wouldn't be able to, to make it up to a thirty. You would either add ten to it or five to yep. it. You could take it as high as a twenty-five. Yep, that's yeah. true. Yeah, so I'd probably take I'd take it to a twenty-five. I'd, I'd add ten to it. Um, and now whether it's um, I'd probably take the extra ten XP for sure. Yeah, that's a serious um, oath. But, uh, but you know, here's this. Here's something. Um, how would I? buy down my bar tab would i want to well i would it, i would a, here's the thing you know yeah. your bar tab is an oath but yeah. it's how seriously does that influence you mm-hmm. now you're yeah. starting out like a starting um paladin right you're that order of the sequoia you've been secluded in the woods yes for ever Mm-hmm. As long as you can know, studying the way of the lumberjack. Exactly. And now yeah. you're thrust into a party of three individuals, and you have these other people who are going to morally yeah. conflict you. Well, that's and, right. Well, and the, maybe they'll wear that down. Yeah, through placing you in that, right. placing you in awkward situations. And well, as far as I'm concerned, he's they are a a a an order. But it's more of a, you know, you protect the people that can't protect themselves. You stand beside your brothers, and you mm-hmm. defeat your enemies. Now, 
whether it's morally questionable. <laughs> these enemies, are they really my enemies, or are we just going to go smoke these guys because you need to steal something? That yeah, would be those moments that I'd be like, well, do yeah. I know? <laughs> how, how exactly is, do you defeat them? Is it by, by blood or just, you know? Exactly. Or Another is it, uh, yeah, there are other ways to, to defeat them, just intimidate them and drive them off or yep. make them your, your friends by convincing them uh, of how the wrong they are. Mm-hmm. Another way to provide that as a conundrum is the second precept there. The yeah. If they stand beside you, respect them. Perhaps there are elements of your party that you find reprehensible because of their behavior. and mm-hmm. But because they're considered your their party, they're your brethren, they have to stand beside you. Mm-hmm. That may cause your oath to feel questioned and go down. True. Well, that's it. Yeah, that's true. That's a that's a good way of looking at it. Yeah, like maybe that. your friends your friends is, has an addiction and how he handles it, you're not too sure that's right. True. Yeah. And I think in the case of a personal oath, you know, I like a prime example is um, a great way to think of the oath. I I think back to I, now all of us have read the Dragonlance books, right? We've all read yes. the Dragonlance Chronicles. Long, long, long I think ago. of the Knights of Salamnia, the mm-hmm. Sturm Brightblade. At the yeah. very beginning, that character is very rigid. He's very, I'm going to do this, or very, I will yeah. die defending yeah. that ideal. Very black That's and it. white, if you will. Right. Yeah. However, right it's the people around him that allowed him to see nuance and fill in the blanks that his code did not fill in. Mm. Yeah. Um, and it's the fact that he had a kender and a dwarf and a half elf yeah. and a <laughs> semi semi evil mage as friends. Yeah. Neutral, neutral. That uh, <laughs> that neutral to uh, start with. <laughs> I said semi evil. Um, uh, those were his friends, and they helped him see the world as shades of gray. He filled in the blanks that his oath couldn't kind of fill in, and right. that's how your oath will fluctuate as a player and as a GM and how you're going to challenge that is you're going to that those ups and downs are going to be those moments where your oath is personally challenged or when it's externally challenged. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Good. I like it. Oh, I like it. That's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Now I got to find it. it. I gotta find it. All right. You want me to go next? Right. Yeah. So would you rather I go? I don't care. Oh. I will go. I've got my uh, dice app here ready. I'm going to bring the the percentage dice. All right. So I am expanding on a character I used on a previous advantageous threat. Serena Kucheri, an Aquilar mind diver, a.k.a. a psi hacker. Nice. I'm only drinking drinking water. (laughs) (laughs) And I will be rolling randomly. So let's go for it. I got a 31. 31 is going to be a bounty. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, she was a character that, yeah, when Tony ran us through the scenario, she she tried to hack at uh, a poor scientist's mind. So, So maybe someone didn't like. Her trying that may put out a bounty on uh, 
to find her after we made off with all the information. Here's a question. You rolling this popped the question into a question about our setting. Are there psychops? <laughs> like a be. police force that... Uh, um, depends on the society. Remember, the true. bar itself jumps from world yep. to world. In some worlds, maybe there are. True. In others, maybe not. Maybe, um, maybe hacking the mind of a scientist in that society that we went to in that advantageous yeah. threats um, is what caused you, like you said, caused the bounty yeah. on you. You, that's you, you hacked his mind, and that's a no-no. You can't. No, that's exactly. Like, you know, yeah. We had to do it because of uh, information that he had, but uh -huh. yeah, we had to make uh, a freaking brew. <laughs> well, yeah. So then player gm we work together to determine what that organization is yep. let's say there is an organization you know in that particular setting this was a this was a place where people went to this was a mental asylum where the guy was yeah. capped yeah and the maybe director. there is a overall psychic authority in that particular world yeah that is out to protect the uh the you know the sovereign people's rights to their own mind, mm -hmm. and uh, we, you know, we flesh that organization out. Now, if that that organization exists in the source material, which in our setting it is still nebulous and not fully fleshed out, grab something that exists, you know, mm -hmm. and use it, or as a GM, create something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. A bounty for using your mind. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Very nice. Violated well, somebody. I, I have <laughs> decided I have a character concept for a Zolhatar, uh, Zolhatar bouncer, who is, you know, the big beetle who's capable of breathing fire. Nice. He has a penchant yeah. for losing his temper. <laughs> All right. What is this? So I'm, thinking, I'm going to be I, rolling randomly. I'm guessing debt. Come on, man. Come on, man. Roll debt. Addiction. Oh. oh. Zero four. <laughs> so, um, in this case, I he's a bouncer, right? Mm -hmm. And he's got a he's got a penchant for losing his temper. This particular guy is a masochist. His addiction is he loves to bleed. Nice. He likes to just pick fights and have he, like, he likes pain. He's yeah. addicted to it. Interesting. Well, and because he's a big dude, he's always yeah. trying to pick fights with other <laughs> big dudes so that somebody will make him bleed. All right, here you go, Tony. I have it. I, ha I have a mechanic for your character because addiction, like we said, um, right. you need to, you need setback dice on your skill checks. If you if you haven't taken damage in a combat. You are going to be taken setback. <laughs> oh yeah, like maybe two, okay. And right, then starts once out with two. Starts off with two. Once you've taken damage, you've taken wound, not strain. You need to bleed. Right. You said. You take a oh, wound. Yeah. You're down to one. When you take a crit, it goes uh, away completely. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Dude, I would play that to, or, to the hilt. Or if your wound threshold is maybe either... Okay, so that second setback die is either taken away if you're over half your wound threshold, if you've taken over your over half your wound threshold, or if you've taken a crit. 
Oh, that. dude, I would play that to the hilt. I would love that. That would be that's great. A character who's got a bloodlust, who's addicted to getting beat up. Yeah. He yeah. just loves feeling pain and makes him feel alive. Right. That's you it. Are- and, and and those all have natural armor. So, you know, you, they, you imagine they get hit, they soak everything. Ah, come on. I didn't even feel that. Come on. Stop trying to hit me and hit me. Yeah. So, um, I already have a name for this guy. His okay. name is going to be Shock Baylor. <laughs> nice. He's just all a right. demon in the ring. Shock Baylor. He. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right, I might have to come up with an advantageous threats for you guys then. With Shock Baylor. <laughs> and, or I mean, something. So that's Shock, cool. I think, would probably, you know, being a bouncer, he doesn't need a lot of gear. Maybe take five extra for the five extra XP. Oh, I see. So, yep. what about you, Stefan? We didn't talk about what would you would do oh, yeah. with yours to, to oh, increase it. If probably increase it. it. Get maybe increase it, yeah, by by the ten, and I would take the both XP and uh, and credits. A little better, a little better gear, and a little a more. Little, well, that's it. She needs a bit uh, some some uh, mm-hmm. some construct and stuff to uh, to get better at uh, her psychic uh, mind diving. Anyway, nice. And of course, she needs to be good at, at it too. So true. Bit of XP Very true. That way. Very true. So, as a GM for our session, then mm-hmm. we would build the table. Yep. For these three players, um, with you know uh, Chris's Amos tar yeah, yep. the lumberjack, um, one to twenty-five, one to twenty-five for me, yep, uh, it'd be zero through twenty, zero one through twenty-five, yep, yep, and that'd be oath, mm-hmm. and then twenty-six through fifty would be yep. Serena, Serena, mm-hmm. and that is her bounty, bounty, yes, yep. and then. Um, 51 through 70, so the group threshold being 70 for our oh. group, so, uh, for yeah. shock, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. would be his addiction. Right. And then, so, homie, why don't you roll and see as a GM what our, what our first session, which one would be brought in? Well, that would be awesome if I had my dice out, but, oh, no, <laughs> I don't. I don't. It's I highly don't. likely to do it. Hey, you didn't roll. I didn't roll, so I'm going to roll like for we this. We did, so of it's course. not an advantageous threat unless we all roll dice. You are correct. All right, here we go. So who's a, who's going to pop? Right. Oh, somebody's pop. Is going to. I rolled a 24. So mm, it would 24. seem the lumberjack, his yeah. oath. Something's going to be stressing him about his oath. And I rolled a mm, 24. Right. So my his strain threshold would go down by two, and your guys' would go yeah. down by one. Down because by I'm one like, each. Yeah, that's right. Because I'm like, you know, you gotta. Get now, if you had that. rolled an eleven or a yeah. twenty-two, yeah, yours would have gone down by four, yeah, and ours would have gone down by two. That's right. Yep. Because Serena keeps with on us saying, having a, and with us having a seventy, yeah, as a GM. Yeah, it's gonna pop off. And let me see. There is a table. There is a table on page um, in uh, Edge mm. of the Empire, table yeah. nine three, page three hundred eight. So seventy, um, it'd be um, too hot for most politicians to deal with publicly. Few are willing to risk to do so privately. However, easier to access underworld connections and influential figures. 
easier to make close ties to personally known underworld figures. So that could be interesting. Yeah. So that's automatically a challenge to our order of the Sequoia lumberjack, oh, yeah. who's working for this such honorable organization that he mm-hmm. politicians won't even talk to him. Well, yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah, members of his own organization like, what are you doing associating with these low lives? <laughs> somebody's they're my friend. and and my they're my friends, and somebody's got to protect them. Well, that's it. You know. Somebody's oh. got to somebody's got to stand beside him and re- and and protect him. That's what I do. That's what we do. There Very we go. nice. I see that. Yeah, I see it as more of more of like a, a a samurai bushido kind of thing. You need to. You're taking an oath, personal oath, that you're standing by your friends, good or bad. Mm-hmm. You're standing by them, regardless of exactly. Often, Might cost me a little bit, but hey. How, how often? <laughs> no matter how many times. Ba- ba- Mr. Baylor there asked me, just cut me, just cut me with your axe, please. <laughs> yeah, and I will be incorporating a lot of these same rules from this section, but I, it was good that you mentioned that chart, Chris. Yeah. The section of the book where it talks to GMs about how to use it, how to incorporate it, mm-hmm. how to, what does it actually, what does that threshold mean? All those things are covered in the GM section of the book, page 307 to page 311 in the edge of the empire book if you have it if not it will those will be incorporated into our section of our document in the tab section there'll be like a player's part and the gm's part whether it's a sidebar or whatever but it will be included in there yeah um since we're reskinning the entire mechanic over to our system we'll incorporate our version of it uh, in the document itself. That's right. Excellent. And there we go. Well, I think that's all we had on advantageous threats, right, guys? Yes, yeah. it is. Pretty much in a nutshell. So there you go. So that was our slightly modified advantageous threats. But we still managed to roll some dice. Yes, we did roll something. <laughs> Excellent job, guys. All right. Well, everybody, that's our that's our show. Nice, short and sweet, but full of crunchy and narrative goodness. We hope you enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, our next show, which is not going to be for for three weeks, because of some of my um, taking some personal time myself. Um, but I will be running the next actual play in the salvage sci-fi junk punk setting with. Um, Tony, Stefan, and a couple buddies of mine from my uh, Tuesday night face-to-face, though we're Skyping because <laughs> of COVID, um, game group. Um, so we'll be doing that in about three weeks. So we're looking forward to that. So, Stefan, do we have any feedback? Yes, yes we have a bit of uh, listener feedback uh, from uh, our, one of our listeners called Barra J., so he goes, starts with, hello, Tony and Chris. I love the podcast, and I love the Genesis system. I've been playing tabletop RPGs for 25 years, but I've not been this excited to play since I was a teenager. Nice. I've been tearing through the Genesis books and reading them cover to cover, which is rare for me. I'm emailing because I have a question regarding starting favors in the Genesis Android of the, uh, 
I enjoyed Shadow of the Beanstalk book. During step six of character creation, you have the option of selecting a favor owed in exchange for more starting credits or XP. However, what is not clear is if those XP are applied before or after spending XP on characteristics. So basically, are they part of starting XP or not? Okay. If before, then you could have higher characteristics, uh, usually only allowed by taking dedication. The argument for this is that taking a starting favor can give you starting XP, which is clearly different than earned XP. Correct. If it's after, then it would be applied as earned XP after creation, like the XP uh, table or uh, page tw- uh, 44 of the core book, uh, that section. Mm-hmm. The, argu- the argument for this is that determining favors is, in, is step six of character creation. Step four is invest experience points. And step five is determine derived attributes that have all that have already been completed and suggest that those XP are already locked in. It is Genesis and the GM could pick whichever method that they wanted, that she wanted. My thought was to let clones take the XP before, since they have the, the fewest XP to spend on characteristics and arguably, arguably have the most likely reason to owe a big favor. They were freed from indentured servitude, after all. <laughs> all other archetypes would apply the favor after, uh, the favor XP after purchasing characteristics. If there is an official way to apply this rule, then I would like to know, what are your thoughts? So roll them bones and remember the rule of cool. Thanks, guys. Bara from Philadelphia. Girls, Girl gamers rock. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. I have a couple of them myself that mm-hmm. um, they are awesome. My daughters are awesome. There we go. So, and love Bara game. being our first lady who has written into the show, thank you very much. Yes, yeah. thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we do have an official answer, though, too. Tony, take it away. Yeah, so official answer is that on page 53 of the uh, Shadow of the Beanstalk, it states right here that um, the additional XP or credits worth of gear that you gain, the additional, the added, sorry, these are added onto your character's total starting XP or your total starting credits and can therefore be spent before the games begin. Um and so it's For all characters. Yep, it's starting XP, just like it was yes. when we talked at the top of our um, main segment here that the starting XP gained from the pay your tab mechanic. It, right. This was incorporated over from obligation. This is where it started for Genesis and the narrative dice system was the obligation mechanic. It increases your starting XP, therefore it can be used to spend to increase your characteristics. And it cannot be used to spend to spend to create uh, to increase your skills beyond rank two. Correct. Right. Yeah, I would almost I would almost reorganize those steps and put favors step four, then invest step five, and then do your attributes yeah. step six. Um, I yeah. believe that's why they maybe might have put obligation one. Step one in um, Star Wars, yeah. um, but I'd say during your during your um, starting, you know, your session zero, you can talk about the favors, the organizations that you want to bring into, that you want to mess around with and have ties to in uh, Shadows of the Beanstalk, and 
talk about that early on in the concepts before you even pick your whether you're a clone or um mm-hmm. or you know a clone bounty hunter or investigator or whatever um but yeah certainly what tony said definitely use yep. to invest your experience points during character creation there you go well there you go jay answer found and i hope that helps you absolutely all right well if you would like to reach out to us, much like uh, Barra J has, you can contact us at findingthenarrativepodcast at gmail.com. You can reach out to Stefan or myself on Finding the Narrative on, at, sorry, at Finding the Narrative on Facebook. You can talk to all three of us at Finding the Narrative on Mayway, or you can speak so lonely to Stefan um, <laughs> on uh, Twitter with at FTN underscore Genesis. I may be alone on Twitter, but I'm never lonely. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying if you out there are lonely, talk to Stefan. Oh, oh definitely. <laughs> Whoa. I'll, bright, I'll brighten up your day. That's right. Rainbows for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> or Stephanie. Right. He might answer as Stephanie or Zandra. You never know. We'll see. You never Fine. know. But mm-hmm. whatever you do, be sure to recommend us to your friends, family, uh, uncles, aunts, your responsibilities out there um <laughs> that's, that's your right. responsibility and obligation that's your, your bar tab. tab that's right and that is at finding the narrative podcast on podbean itunes youtube google play spotify and more yeah it's an obligation but it's only five so it's not so bad <laughs> <laughs> this is tony saying let's tell a story and spend them story points and this is stefan saying dare to ask for those boost eyes ah, right. you couldn't today <laughs> no you I couldn't, couldn't. But you can always remember the rule of cool. Always pay your bar tab, especially if it means slicing up the big fucking fire-breathing bug so that he doesn't have a conniption. But you know what? Just have fun doing it, everybody. Good night. Bye. Finding the Narrative, a Genesis RPG podcast, is not affiliated with or endorsed by any companies mentioned on this show. Any of the products mentioned on our show or appear on our website are the property and copyright of their respected owners. All items are used under fair use and educational and review purposes. All other items are the intellectual property of Finding the Narrative, a Genesis RPG podcast, copyright 2020, all rights reserved.